0: I read since I'm a Doctor Who fan. Uh, I read they did a mini series called Prisoners of Time to celebrate the 50th anniversary, and I read that. I loved it.
1: I want to ask you about that because I have. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe maybe this is the correct use of the word, but I kind of take umbrage sometimes when there are like mixed media with with certain things. It's like, does this count? Does this matter? Like to the point of like, it's unbelievably frustrating to me when, when like an anime series will will do a movie, like a big, high budgeted movie. That's- yeah essentially irrelevant to the main story of the show. Well, it's like, well, you're just going to dump a bunch of money into this thing that kind of doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Well, for me, I mean, well, first of all, the the Doctor Who comic that I read, which was Prisoners of Time, right. that was more of a celebratory thing because the show last year was celebrating 50 years. Okay. And I will say that as far as whether or not it counts, it's done in such a way that if you want to count it, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You know, it doesn't tie in. It doesn't tie in to the point where, yeah, if you haven't really been watching the show, you'll be completely lost. Or you know, if you don't read the comic, you'll be like, "Uh oh, they referenced this. Where does this come from? I don't know what they're talking about." Yeah,
1: why does he have a different haircut now? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, then I mean, you know, I I kind of I'm okay with it. I think it just seems like. It's just strange when like the media is that expanded out, then, you know, you know some and Star and then Wars just, comics I know, and things. Well,
0: I know that uh, I know that, like for example, I think uh, the way that, like, I, I know with the Star Wars franchise, uh, I don't know, I don't know how it is now with the fact that Disney's controlling, but I do know that it used to be that until somebody says something, everything—the books, the movies, the cartoons, the comics—everything matters. Uh, until right. something comes out that contradicts like I think uh, there used to be
1: uh well it used to be that you had the one grand man you had yeah. you had George Lucas that would just either you know yeah. he would he would declare it canon or not right yeah.
0: like, like i think i think that 's what he did when um I think there was at one point uh there was something that said that c three p o was actually hundreds of years old, and then later on we had episode one, and then I think what they backtracked and they said oh he was used from pieces of different droids that dates back to about 100 years but the hmm. ai that we you know the ai brain that we know and love is more recent that that's what that's yeah, what anakin right. created so it's a way of sort of having your cake and eat it too i also yeah. know that there was uh, another piece of media that had said that uh, luke's uncle owen was actually obi-wan's brother and then uh, when episode 2 came out that was thrown completely uh, out the window like that yeah. no, that 's no longer canon so that 's how that 's how Star Wars and Lucasfilm worked. I know that uh, I think paramount as far as Star Trek was concerned, like pre Abrams, the stuff that definitively counted were the movies and the TV shows, and then I think late in the day, they allowed for the animated series to be canon.
1: Oh, the animated series? Or wasn't there like a comic between like the first movie and the second movie or something? Um, I think. Like, the, like Marvel, another five year voyage? Yeah, or something I think Marvel like
0: did do a comic that was supposed to take place after the motion picture, but that is no longer canon. Oh,
1: right, yeah. And that I don't event, know. It, don't it, think it that just was gets ridiculous. Canon. So, yeah, it does get yeah.
0: ridiculous. I mean, one thing, I remember when uh, Pokemon became the big thing, they did the movies, and as far as I know. Only the first movie is definitively canon, because it actually harkens back to events in the TV show.
1: Well, there you go, then. Well, this is all this talk of canon and what counts and what doesn't <laughs> count, and retro- retconning and going back in time is probably a good segue into the whole discussion on the Doctor Who stuff. And I think I'll go ahead and put, put, put the uh, big spoiler stamp on this, because <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen up to, I guess the most recent stuff on hulu which is what i've seen which, which was be, the you know, last I, I, well, christmas the most, episode
0: yeah the most recent thing would be uh time
1: of the doctor the last christmas episode right yeah the last christmas one uh that you know we're going to talk about all of that and you're going to probably tell me all kinds of things i don't know because that's sort of where i, I i've landed at this point hey, you know, when you, a when bit you, of curiosity well, but i'm not going to go back and rewatch all those old shows from the no, 70s you don't, don't, you don't you
0: don't have to one of the great right. things about the show is that you don't you don't you really don't have to go back and watch all the old stuff. You can if you want to, but it's not so crucial that if you don't watch an episode from 1972, you'll be like, "Oh my god, what's going on?"
1: Right, yeah. But
0: um but yeah, you did say you had you you were you were confused on a couple of things, you had questions, just, you know, but right. just I mean, I think lay it I
1: think the biggest the biggest thing. So, okay, so the biggest thing for me is I've enjoyed a lot of the Moffat stuff. I think when he st- started with, you know, he had some solid episodes in, in the early Tenet stuff, you know, yeah. and, and those were good. And then he started introducing this idea, uh, or maybe he wasn't the first writer, but he, he's getting a lot of credit for kind of doing this whole thing of like, you know, the instead of the the linear storytelling, it's kind of like, well, if the guy travels in time, then things can happen before, can happen after, can happen, you know, and so that that becomes pretty interesting. And so, I mean, for the most part, I've, I think I've done all right with just kind of following the happenings at the show. And there was always this mention of this thing about the, the, you know, the the Time War with the Daleks and the and the um, and the Time Lords. And so, the 50th anniversary thing is this big, like, oh, we're gonna, you know, throw in a couple other people. And they got John Hurt, and he's playing one of the one of the Doctors. And uh, one of the iterations of him, and it's gonna kind of, I guess, sort of finally deal with this this thing that had, they had either talked about, or, but or never really revealed much of, which is the the whole idea of this of this time war thing. And so, for me, I guess I I was confused just because I just don't know it. Is, does that happen at before the very first episode of the show like from before or did that happen sometime right before they re- restarted the show in the early 2000s at that uh, time the time war yeah the when time does that war, actually okay, happen the time in, war the, in the life of the doctor
0: yeah as far as as far as the doctor's concerned the time war happened between uh the the TV movie which was in the ni- mid 90s and the rest and the the uh, the restart of the show in two thousand five.
1: Okay, so that order that they show at the end credits of the fiftieth anniversary is the the proper chronological, if you will, order of the Doctors. Yes. So John Hurt was right before Eccleston then. Yes. And they almost kind of allude to that when they have him do his little uh, his transformation. He almost kind of looks like him.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I okay. know that there were a lot of fans who did want Eccleston to put in an actual appearance in the fiftieth. But because of some because of some shenanigans behind the scenes, uh, you know, he didn't he he was asked if he wanted to appear. He didn't want to appear. So that whole CGI thing where it's hurt almost transforming to Eccleston is you know kind of like okay, yes, he turned into Eccleston, but we can't have we can't have him turn fully because Eccleston didn't shoot anything and and Moffat said he didn't want to cheat and he didn't want right, to give yeah. he didn't want to give fans the wrong idea.
1: Okay, no, well, that makes sense. Okay so the, then I guess it, it just seems like such a, such an odd thing because I'm trying to keep track of the character, but like of course the character has been around for so many years. So it's like so this major event that happened that he does happens kind of in an interstitial and then it, I guess it, they mentioned it. Like, so I've seen most of those episodes, the Eccleston ones and the uh, and, and everything since then. And, yeah, they mentioned that, but I always felt like that was something that would have been early on in his past. So that's just sort of an odd thing for me to kind of connect the dots on. So this, uh, there were, so in the early series, then, were there a bunch of other Time Lords that would show up every now and again? Because this planet existed, right? Yes, And all, yes, uh, all yes, these people actually, and stuff were around.
0: I, I, I will say this, but for the first, for the first uh, decade, you know, for the first decade that the show was on, from 63 to 69 his people were hinted at but it wasn't okay. until it wasn't until the last episode of the second doctor that we got to actually see them but throughout the original series we had uh other time lords you know um the doctor had you know the doctor fought very frequently with the master you know the one who oh, showed up oh that was up.
1: a regular thing
0: yeah that was a regular thing uh he first showed up in the 70s in uh in the 70s fighting the third doctor and he fought the doctor all the way through to his seventh incarnation at the end of the show and he even was the main villain in the 90s TV movie
1: so right was, that was, was the one with David Tennant right uh I... no
0: no 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 the um the 90s TV movie had Paul McGahn, the eighth doctor
1: oh right okay
0: the one did you and see then, but... did you see that short that uh, was supposed to take place before day of the doctor called night of the doctor
1: I didn't see any of those. I would have hoped they would have posted those somewhere oh, so they could see them. But like it's between on, it's I, I was splitting If the, you go if you go oh. on
0: YouTube, it should be it should I'll be on YouTube. YouTube huh? But yeah, yeah they great. do they did have a um they did have like a prequel short called Night of the Doctor, which does show the circumstances for how the eighth doctor became John Hurt's doctor.
1: Oh, okay. See that that I feel like that's that, that makes it even harder because they do movies, they do specials, and they do series and then it's kind of like I remember when I was watching it on Netflix uh, I, I I finished the, whatever it was like the last David Tennant episode of the show, mm-hmm. and then I go into the next episode, of the f- first episode of the next season, and then there's Matt Smith, and I'm like, wait, what happened? And it's like, oh, there's these movies that aren't, yeah. well, you know, no, they, they're they, not yeah, they, inserting was, them between, where they should, you know? Yeah,
0: between um, between the last, okay, between season four, between yeah. season four and season five, which was the first Matt Smith season, they they had a year where what they did was instead of a full season – they did four specials sprinkled throughout. Right. They had a Christmas episode, then they had something in the spring.
1: It had Something on Mars. There was a story had, about yeah, Mars, and then, on then, on then Mars. I think they did the Master thing, right? Yeah, they had, the yeah. They had a
0: two-part. Yeah, they had a two-part two uh, episode with uh, which had the Master had had uh, the tenth Doctor, David Tennant, and then had the Time Lords kind of pop out. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. James Bond was going to come
1: in. Yeah. 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 Okay. So and at that point it was like they were very nefarious or something. I mean, I, I, it just, well, that it, was, that was the know.
0: first, well, that was the first, see the Time Lords have always been kind of like in the classic series, the Time Lords were kind of aloof, um, you know, not, not bad people, but you know, not exactly friendly either. Uh, and then it was hinted that the Time Lord, you know, one of the things that, End of Time did, you know, the last Tenant story, the one where he regenerated to Smith, is it full-on said that the problem was, one of the things that happened with the Time War, is that the Time Lords kind of decided you know, to just not you know, the thing is, is that the war didn't become a war between the Time Lords as the good guys and the Daleks as the bad guys it became two armies that said the hell with this, let's throw let's you know, the only goal is to annihilate the other side, and you know, who cares who gets caught in the way
1: Right, so and that gets a little bit retconned in in like the 50th anniversary special, where you're kind of seeing the Time Lords as maybe being a little bit more sympathetic, I guess, or well, I, I think they're when, worth saving well, now. Worth, all of a yeah, sudden, yeah,
0: exactly, they're worth saving. It's it's that yeah, you I mean, you still get hints that they that they kind of didn't, you know, that they kind of didn't play by, um, you know, they, they didn't exactly have their own little Geneva Convention because I think right. at the beginning you did have that Time Lord general talk about. Uh Something called like the Omega Vault, where you had all these forbidden weapons, and that yeah. they just they just emptied the whole thing out but um but yeah that that there's actually that yeah despite despite what the time lords had become, as we saw in end of time it 's still worth it trying to save them and you know and who knows if we have the time Lords come back as a regular thing in the show, maybe the what the doctor will be doing is trying to like really seriously reform the race
1: yeah that could be interesting I was I was thinking because cause it seemed like what they did with the 50th one was, was a pretty severe kind of not severe but like kind of I mean I wasn't sure how major it was I mean I guess if it wasn't something that this guy was running away from through the whole show since the beginning, this idea of this atrocious act he took, that it's not as big, but it's still pretty big that, like, Well, he, it was it was big for the new the
0: new when the when the new series came we had we and we had Eccleston, and we idea this idea that his people were wiped were wiped was something was was that was kind of in the background that informed his character. Like you know he had to right. do something horrible in order to save the universe, and you know and win the day. And yeah, it is kind of a severe retcon. Although they did also kind of cheat around it in the sense that since there was a lot of time travel going on, right. the memory of it could be hazy. So up until Day of the Doctor, the Doctor figured he had wiped his people out. But once we get to Day of the Doctor, he knew that you know he knew that he had succeeded.
1: Yeah, for so, sure. And, you know. it's and that was that was an interesting episode. That last one with Smith because they they kind of played it out. And now, how far into the show did they establish the twelfth thing? That like that's the end. Like, was that something that they just brought up when he no, became the twelfth? No, or was no, that been around no, that for is, years? That
0: is that is something that's been around for years. Back in the seventies with the fourth Doctor, they had an episode called they had it they had an adventure because you know back in the classic series. One adventure could span several episodes. You know, it wasn't right, yeah. it wasn't like one 45-minute thing. You know, it was. Mm-hmm. You know, you had such and such part one, such and such part two, such and such part three. But uh, in the fourth Doctor's era, you had an episode called "The Deadly Assassin," which was our first real serious look at the Doctor's home planet Gallifrey and the Time Lords, and that is where they established that a Time Lord can have a can have a set Number of thirteen regenerations. So for a total of, like, tw- yeah. So for a total of thirteen different doctors, or if you're a Time Lord, thirteen different eons. Oh, right. Yeah. And then what had happened? Yeah. And what and what time of the Doctor had established is that uh, the Doctor had used. He, he was at the limit. You know, it's one of those things where if he if if he hadn't had gotten uh, a new set, thanks to the Time Lords. He would have. He would have died. He would have like right. died. No come back.
1: Yeah, and I mean he was actually just you know aging, and that was that was kind of it for him anyway. Yeah. There. Exactly. Exact. And and the idea now is that the now it's back to zero for him, kind of. It's yeah. I
0: would. Well, I mean they haven't. Okay. Uh,
1: I mean it's magic, magic fairy dust, and then and then okay, I, I think, get to be good again.
0: Yeah, I think. Okay, I think that uh, the incoming Doctor Peter Capaldi. He might be number one of a new set of thirteen okay like this is the first time they've ever done something like that uh, definitively right. giving somebody it's so like popular a, now right you know giving somebody a new set of re you know it's it has been, it was hinted in the classic series that the time lords could have the ability to give a new set of regenerations because in another anniversary episode, uh, the Five Doctors. You had the Master show up, and the Time Lords actually kind of drafted him to helping the Doctor, and saying, "Oh, you do this, we will give you a new set of regenerations." Oh, like okay. they kind of offered that—that that was the—that was the bone they were going to throw to him if—if if he was going to be a good boy for once.
1: So, so when it's done in this, in Day of the Doctor, Time of the Doctor, which yeah. whatever the last one is, Time of the Doctor, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not too much of a Deus Ex Machina. Because they've at least established it from the previous series. Exact, I guess. Exactly. It exactly. Yeah. It can be done.
0: It can. It can be done. The exact mechanics of it have never been like fully explored. So well, of course,
1: because it's science, ma- yeah, sci-fi magic. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah you know? Exactly. Like, exact. Flying around in telephone boxes, making stuff up. <laughs> it's okay yeah, for the Yeah. Most but part.
0: but you know it's but but you know all we know is that the Doctor had has like a new lease on life, and it'll be interesting seeing like how this new Doctor operates, especially because he's the first of a new series.
1: Right. And I mean, the way that they close that with him, like, you're like, wait, are they going to do an amnesia storyline here? Like, is he, is he, well, how much it's... does he actually remember? He's like, I don't know how to fly this thing. Right.
0: Well, um, you know, you have, I mean, you have experienced regeneration stories before because you saw, did, you, you did see Smith's, uh, you saw Smith's right, first yeah. appearance. Uh, I take and it you Tenen. saw David Tennant's first appearance yeah, in yeah. Christmas Invasion. So that's, again, that's something that's not new. Uh, every time the doctor regenerates, there's always an episode or so where he kind of... Mm has to get figures, used, to figures the, it out. used to certain yeah. <laughs> circumstances. So he he he'll be a little addled. you know, he'll be a little adult. He'll be a little out of it. But, you know, eventually you know, eventually after, you know, a little a little period of trying to get himself back together, he'll be you know, you'll have the new doctor and he'll be he'll be well, I don't wanna say back to his old self, but you know, he'll be str- you know what? Straightened out. Let's go with straightened out.
1: He'll be straightened out. Yeah, that out. that makes sense. Yeah, it's it, it's a strange thing about the show because of the I like the idea of this one character kind of carrying through and uh, the caveat of being able to put him in so many different worlds and things and, and, and different places. And I mean, the idea of the changing aspect of him too, like you, you don't really see it as much until you, I mean, you see it when there's an immediate change, when you're like, you just watch one with one and then they change to the next guy, but there is that weird period where things are just weird anyway. Uh, but, like, in the 50th one, you definitely could see, like, the, the, the tenant Doctor has just different inflections and different kind of ways of solving problems compared to, like, Matt Smith. <laughs> and with, of course, then you bring John Hurt in there. Like, I, I thought that was pretty – that was enjoyable. I had fun with the three of them in that dungeon in the Tower of London or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I, well, no I, – and I will say this. Can, I mean – Can you say anything
1: without flapping your hands?
0: Yeah. Can you say – yeah. Yeah. Those are those aren't, those aren't water pistols. Those are scientific instruments, not water pistols. Oh, again, yeah. with the way, what are you going to do? Build a cabinet at them? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, good. but it's it's even. I mean, it's even more apparent in the classic series because, um, when you have the changeover from one doctor to the other, in a lot of cases, it's it's very extreme. So, like for example, the third doctor and the second doctor are almost night and day. Uh, if you see the adventure of the three doctors it's the two don't get along at all i mean they're they're almost like a bickering couple huh. you know and le- and the, when the first doctor comes in he has to kind of slap them around uh you know when he first shows up he looks at them and he goes ah so you're my replacements a dandy and a clown
1: <laughs>
0: and you know they're taken aback and you know he's just and you know he asks them so what have you been doing you know and they're going well we We've assessed the situation, and he just interrupts and goes, oh, so I see, nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you have even more. The thing, The thing. I mean, coming as somebody who's watched the classic series and who's familiar with, you know, a lot more aspects of the show, uh, Smith and Tennant are almost kind of the same thing to different degrees. You know, there's right, not, yeah. I mean, it's easier for them to get along than it would be i mean if you had stuck in uh one of the classic doctors it pro- i mean you probably would have had a different show you know For they sure, probably would they that. probably wouldn't have been as buddy buddy
1: well that, that 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 was i mean my big, my big thing was that it was just like i i was like where does this big event and this one character's yeah. storyline fit into the rest of everything else that's happening because yeah, they're definitely
0: i i will say that john Hurt, see john hurts um but you saw name of the doctor right the right. the last episode that they had before the 50th anniversary Mm-hmm. John Hurt as the war doctor. That's kind of what they've been calling him. That appearance was a total surprise. Like every, you know, the people who've been watching the show, that was just a total shock. You know, I remember, I um, I had missed the episode when it first ran, but um, I was watching it. I got to watch it online later, and I'm watching it with my girlfriend, and then she's like, "Oh, wait, to, wait till you see this scene." And then when first of all you had the doc when you had the doctor in silhouette, and then you just had that line, you know, where he goes, you know, what I what I did I had no choice in the name of peace and sanity. And then when he turned around and it said and introducing John Hurt as the doctor, I was just like, What? What? Yeah. Oh my what are we looking at here? And so, you know, that was that was something that had been totally I mean, we, we never knew that there was this hidden incarnation of the doctor and that he was kind of the black sheep of all the incarnations.
1: Well, you, you didn't? I mean, was it, I mean, getting back to like maybe the Star Wars thing is a good analog here, analogy. Uh, for a while there, there was, like, you know, early Star Wars universe history and after the movie's history, but, you know, before the prequels, there was always this bubble of, like, No one knows what happens there because that hasn't been filled in. Was the bubble there for Doctor Who, where it's like, okay, this war thing happened, and or did everyone just think that Eccleston was the one that did what had to happen during the war, and it's just it was assumed that it wasn't shown.
0: Yeah, it was. It was assumed that it was Eccleston, especially because of the way Eccleston acted. Um, It may be though that the War Doctor is a bit of a retcon, because it seems to be that. A lot of what the War Doctor – a lot of the War Doctor, uh, a lot of his characterization and some of his – some of it may have been that it was going to be Eccleston. But Mm -hmm. uh, but when Eccleston didn't want to do the 50th, then Stephen Moffat came in and said, okay, well, how about we do this? How about we create an unknown incarnation of the Doctor? And then that's how John Hurt's War Doctor came about. But as far as as far as the time war is concerned and what happened, that has always been off screen. Like that is something that is something that we just we know something happened, but we didn't know the details. And as is, I mean, we still have a lot of room to play with. Because the Time War we've seen it we've seen part of it from Day of the Doctor and we saw uh, part kinda sorta parts of it from end of time. And you know, you um, really—it would be a great idea if you get online and you check out uh, YouTube. Look for "Night of the Doctor," because from there we also get a way of how it affects the universe, and also how it affects the Doctor himself.
1: Yeah, yeah. They should put that stuff in the episodes. Well, it's you know, know, because then it's like yeah, these nuggets you get—you miss it. But yeah, yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out.
0: I will say this. I mean, Night of the Doctor. The biggest, the biggest thing you missed was uh, the Eighth Doctor, Paul McGon, uh, regenerating into John Hurt. Like that's the biggest right. thing you missed. Um, but you know, but that's, but yeah. I mean, there's and and there's other there's been other little shorts. Um, did you ever hear of one called Time Crash? No. Oh, that one. That one. That was a short that premiered as part of a. Um, as part of this telethon that they have in Britain every year called Children in Need, mm-hmm. that fits between season three and season four, so it takes place right before the Christmas special with the with the Space Titanic.
1: Okay, right, yeah.
0: So it's right before that, and it's just eight min. It's just like a a little five to eight minute special, and it's the tenth Doctor running into his fifth incarnation. Like there's a sort of you know there's a sort of mess up there's a mess up with the time stream and ten and five run into each other but it's actually really it's actually really neat uh, especially if you're a fan of the old series because you get to see the fifth doctor again Uh, and the other thing is they don't you know they have the actor still playing the part and Mm -hmm. they find a way to weave in the fact that the actor now looks older. Like they right, find yeah they that would be the tricky yeah, they, part they don't right? you know they don't try to hand wave it away they say okay yeah he looks older but in terms of the story
1: this is why yeah now which which one was the curator in the in the 50th anniversary special that that guy cuz he was one of them right
0: well yes well okay uh, as far as okay getting away from like the show universe for a minute uh, right. The curator was the actor who played the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, that was his. That was his cameo for the fiftieth anniversary. He had actually, it had actually been reported in the news that he had said he was going to do it. And I have to admit, when I'm watching the, um, when I'm watching the fiftieth anniversary, when they showed all the classic Doctors showing up to take part in the plan to save Gallifrey, I right. thought that's what he was referring to. I thought it was him joking. You know that it was him doing a joking reference to them using old footage to have the classic doctors in, but the minute that I heard the minute that I heard him speak, the minute I heard that line of "You know, I really think you might, it's just my face lit up. you know, I was actually in Reno when the 50th anniversary premiered, and I was watching it with my girlfriend, my face lit up and I'm going, "It's Tom, it's Tom Baker." I mean, as for who the curator is, that's kind of one of those things that th- that has not been definitively answered. Uh, of course not. Yeah, like that, that's kind be, of okay. You know, you know? It could be the fourth doctor. Like It could be the fourth doctor coming to talk to his future self. It could be that he is a future incarnation of the doctor. You know, it could just be that it's not meant to be anything other than just right. a beautiful little scene with
1: a classic doctor. I, th- I think it's just kind of a like yeah for the fans, yeah, yeah you kind know, of like throwback thing. You
0: know like for, like uh you know the thing that the thing that uh, I've watched day of the, I have day of the doctor on DVD and I've watched it a few times since it it aired. And what struck me is a line by Tom B- by you know the curator, you know he goes you know like he does that that segment where he goes if I were you. Well, maybe I was you, or maybe you're me, or maybe it doesn't. Right, yeah. Or maybe it doesn't matter either way. See yeah, that right. part.
1: That part. He's very makes... weird. I kind of like that. He's, yeah. he's very straight. He's yeah, kind of yeah. like he's not not all there. You know. Yeah.
0: You know, it's like that. That final part of that little that line. You know, the maybe it doesn't matter either way. That almost feels to me like a message by the by Stephen Moffat going, you know what? This is a beautiful little scene. Maybe it really doesn't mean anything other than what you have here, which is a great moment between a right. classic and a current Doctor. Like, maybe you don't have to be sitting there and going, ooh, are we going to see the curator again? You know, it's
1: no, I know, it was just I know. a wonderful I, movie didn't, movie. I didn't take it that way myself. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, this is just going to be I got to say,
0: thing. though, what did you – okay, now, now here's the thing, because you, you seem more of a newbie. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. What did you – okay, what was your reaction? You know, What was your reaction in the 50th anniversary? when you had that cameo by peter capaldi
1: oh right oh is the third oh and then they're like no it's 13 and you yeah, get the eyes or whatever yeah yeah well i had seen i, I mean I, I had seen a little on the net about who was gonna because because it's i'm seeing it so far after it's airing yeah that that, that i'm like oh okay that's interesting uh i the, the, that that whole uh, like big you know spectacular thing with all of them using their power to yeah vanish a planet and all that yeah that's i mean that's like the farthest reaches of sci-fi fantasy type stuff for sure yeah. and so then you throw him in there and it's like it's one of two ways in a weird way because it's like because of what moffat's done with time and kind of the sort of um mm-hmm. almost like mobius quality there so what happens when the next guy comes around after capaldi like like should they go and reinsert him into the 50th anniversary special because it's like the 14th now you know because they all why wouldn't why wouldn't all 20 why wouldn't all 28 of them you know be there you know you know what i mean well you know maybe (laughs) it's it's a weird thing because they ultimately don't remember anyway and that's supposed to be sort of the way they get around that yeah yeah
0: they don't have to I mean they don't really have to have like the fourteenth doctor jump in as well. I mean, I'm sure if they wanted to revisit that moment from Capaldi's perspective, they'd find a way to have him in there without then needing to go back and have you know five other doctors come in or or whatever or whatever right, number yeah. they need to you know they they could find a way to make it work. um I will say though, from like a perspective of you know from the perspective of a of a more longer term fan. Um, in the, in the day, in the days and months leading up to the 50th, you know, we, we knew that Peter Capaldi was going to be the next doctor. Uh, they had, they had introduced him like a full year, you know, before, before his season was going to air. And we're all like, oh man, we got to wait a year. Oh, we got to wait until Christmas to at least catch a cameo. So that moment in the 50th, you know, when we had, you know, the generals saying, all my worst nightmares together, all 12 of them, and his aide going, no, sir, all 13. Like, the minute that line came out and the minute we had the the hand and the eyes, like, my girlfriend and I are watching this, we got up off the couch and we're like, what? What? Like, we weren't expecting this. This was something that Stephen Moffat threw in as, like, a surprise, like, oh, you're not going to see this coming. And I remember that, I remember they showed the 50th anniversary in theaters two days after uh, after it premiered, and I remember being in the movie theater and the crowd roared. They just they, they were roaring. they were like, "Oh yeah, woohoo you know they were clapping, they were you know stomping their feet. Uh, hell I mean it, Capaldi got a bigger ovation than a, uh, a few scenes later when Tom Baker came in as the curator. Like there were still people in the theater who cheered, like I cheered, my girlfriend cheered. There was a guy sitting behind us who cheered, but yeah, you know, just that that cameo. It just like I I joked with my girlfriend. I said, you know, watch, this is gonna break the internet.
1: Huh. You know, it's... yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's it, it's an odd odd thing because I mean, it seems like for the most part, a lot of the quote unquote classic Doctors had been a little on the older side, and then you do these sort of younger guys when they restart the show, or, you know, not restart, or, but, you know, yeah. bring it back. And, uh, I mean, and now we're you're kind of going back with choosing sort of another older guy, and isn't, that was it for Moffat, right? Isn't somebody new taking over the show
0: uh, now? With Moffat, next okay. Season? Okay, I think Moffat is still, Moffat is still in, uh, for how long he's going to be in, who knows? But as far as the first season for the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi, he's still in. Moffat is still in.
1: Okay, so it's still his sort of creative yeah force that's going to be moving it into a certain direction. Yeah, I- I'm definitely going to check it out. I, I-, I want to see where it goes. Part of me is kind of um, uh, itching for... Because I think I just... Uh, uh, it's it's been it's been seems like it's been a deluge of these like big important Doctor centric episodes. I'm kind of just sort of wanting to just see sort of a, a clever one shot kind of like they go to a world and it's this and it's that kind of thing, <laughs> kind of thing. So I, I'm feeling a little um you know, um tired of that. Especially because you do enough of those ones that are the Doctor centric stuff, and like you start to start folding in on itself with retcons and everything else, and it's like I don't I don't know how many of these they can get away with doing, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to Capaldi, and again, since I'm a I'm a classic fan, uh, it'll be interesting seeing like how it'll be interesting seeing again where we have a new doctor, but this time it's it's a big change from the previous one. It's not just kind of the same personality, but you know to a different degree. But no, this time it's a completely different personality. It's an older doctor. And it'll also be interesting seeing how the fans react. Like I know when they when they first said Peter Capaldi was going to be the new Doctor, uh, there was a video that went viral of this girl watching the reveal, and she's going ballistic because she's like, "Oh my God, no! He's so old! Oh no!" (laughs) You know, she's freaking out, and it's like, uh, "Girl, you know, I'm I'm guessing it's like, yeah, I'm guessing she's a new Whovian because she doesn't realize." that's happened before. They've had like an older right. guy be the doctor before. This is nothing new.
1: Well, the first guy was pretty old, right?
0: Actually, 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 uh the first guy, William Hartnell, he was the same age as Peter Capaldi when he got the role.
1: Oh, okay. So, so not he's got, that like the the white hair yeah, and Not stuff, that old. Right? He
0: was like 55, 56. That's how old Peter Capaldi is. Yeah. So you know, it's not it's not that. So yeah, I mean, he wasn't that old. I mean, yeah, he looked like some yeah, he looked like somebody's granddad, but he was not that old.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wonder how different the new Doctor can be. I mean, like people kind of it's it's just such a strange show with this idea of this character that changes every three or four years or yeah, or, or even, I mean, like you said, it has It wasn't that extreme of a change between between the last three, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but but and in this case, if they are going to go with something, sort of, it's like the same thing we we're talking about with Superman and stuff. It's like this isn't the Doctor anymore. It's like no, it's a different guy. Or, <laughs> but they put themselves in an interesting position too with this whole idea of like further regenerations. That it's almost like a refresh in a lot of ways. And so, well, it's a way to keep the show. They, they it's, a a keep the show going. it's a way well, to keep the show going. It's a way to keep the show going because hilarious. what you also don't
0: want is you don't want to paint yourself into a corner where the Doctor's in his last regeneration. So. You know, uh oh, if we kill him off, the show's over. Right. Yeah. So you know, it's but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be again, it'll be interesting to see, especially because we have, uh, you know, a new generation of fans who have never experienced this. They may have experienced a regeneration before, but they've never experienced the Doctor being a totally, you know, an almost totally new person. Right. I will say this though, um, you know, it could be worse because when the Doctor regenerated into his sixth form. Uh, the sixth one kind of went a little unhinged and even tried to choke his companion to death. Oh, so wow. you know, I don't think we'll get that here, but you know, it's just it's just saying, hey, it could be worse. You know, I think sure. so far what we're dealing with is he's going to be a little older and a little less jokey. So I mean, that's I, I I think we can all I think we can all deal with that. I think we're going to be okay with that.